0: Hello tigers. Well, um, this is the recording that I'm doing the, 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 um, the first of two, um, recordings that I'm going to do to basically cover the ground that we would have covered under the new regime that I just laid out and doped out this weekend, um, on Thursday of last week, hopefully you've had a chance to take a look at the, um, the announcement that I sent out on canvas about this, uh, things are, things are going to be different than the way the, um, syllabus presents them as supposed to be going. Um, hopefully that's good. Um, I, there's a a couple of the couple of changes that I've made to adopt, if you will, to this remote teaching structure, I've put the green screen behind me because I may want to actually reuse this footage for an online version of this class, which we're planning on debuting next year. So, you know, waste, not want, not right. Anyway, so this is, um, this is a quick kind of an overview of how podcasting works, the nuts and bolts. And, um, we're, um, it's just as kind of a general overview on the subject. We're going to be going into much greater detail about all of these elements soon, but to begin with, and to help you put all of that information into context, I want to give you a big picture view of how a modern podcast is made and delivered. And to understand how podcasts are delivered, you have to know about RSS. And if you don't know about RSS, you may, although it's a technology that had its day about 10 years ago and was killed rather deliberately by um, social media forces that wanted something a little bit more in their own control. So... Um, RSS works like this. Say you have a blog about Art Deco skyscrapers and every week you write an article about Art Deco skyscrapers and people who follow your blog can come and read your article about Art Deco skyscrapers. But a lot of them don't want to have to remember to come to your blog every week to see if you have a new episode up. What they would like is to have an app on their computer or phone that knows when you upload a new blog post and can let you know when it's time to go read it. Excuse me a second. I have to try and figure out what that roaring is. Well, it's my, uh, it's my iPod or um, not iPod. It's my, uh, it's my computer, which has decided to turn the cooling fans on. There's nothing I can do about that anyway. Okay. So what they would like to do is have an app on their, on their computer or phone. And when you upload a new po- blog post, it can let you know that it's time to go and read it or Better than that. An app that when a new blog post is posted can automagically grab your blog post, bring it over and display it on your computer without you ever having to have to go to my blog to get it. Not just, not just your blog, other blogs too. Um, if this trying a couple of little, little tweaks here. Anyway, um, that app called a newsreader, Uh, monitors the blogs that you set it to monitor and whenever uh, one of them updates new information the newsreader grabs the new blog post and puts it in your queue all you have to do is click and read so instead of having to run all over the internet checking to see if your favorite blogs now have posts you can just wait for the new posts to come to you that's how rss works it's kind of like a distributed overseer free version of a social media platform like medium or facebook Okay, what works for blog posts also works for podcasts. Only instead of a newsreader to display blog posts, your app is called a podcatcher. It, um, it follows the podcast that you want to listen to, and when a new one pops up, it adds it to your queue, and the, the podcast episode is downloaded automatically to your device without you even knowing it's there so that it's ready for you when you're ready for it. Now, RSS podcasting is technically different from streaming. Now, lots of podcasts are streamed, especially on Spotify. If you have a podcast and it is available on Spotify, that is a streaming service. As I'm sure you know, that streaming uh, means the content comes in over the Wi-Fi connection as you consume it with a buffer, of course, so that if you lose connection for a few minutes, you don't lose your, your show, but an RSS podcast is actually downloaded to your device as an audio file, ready for you to listen to whenever you want. It's considered an older technology than streaming streaming, of course, being contingent on reasonably decent size broadband connections. Um, but it's also quite a bit more robust. If you have an internet connection, streaming is great. When you lose an internet connection, like, I don't know if you ever like to go hiking at the, um, the Lewisburg saddle, um, most of the, um, uh, most, most, uh, cell phone services don't provide service up there. Uh, it's very sketchy. And if you're, if you're trying to stream stuff on, on Spotify, it can be very frustrating. Um, with an RSS podcast, it has actually downloaded an MP3 file to your phone and it will play it for you no matter what your situation is with regard to your internet connection, your data connection over, you know, 4G or 5G or whatever you're rocking. So, um, yeah, this makes it much more useful for people who sometimes go places where cell phone coverage is sketchy. If you like to run in the deep woods way out in the boonies. There you go. This of course, this is the Spotify logo. Spotify is the number one podcast streaming service by a long shot actually has more, more members now than Apple does. And Apple is kind of the OG of this, of this whole thing, as we'll discuss in the next video, when we talk about uh, the history of, of the short, <laughs> the, the short history of the uh, world of podcasts back to RSS podcasting. Okay, so let me explain how your podcatcher knows when there is a new episode for you to download. <clears throat> each episode of each podcast is posted on the internet, where you can reach it with a URL. Something like, say, myawesomepodcast.com slash one mp 3 The 001, it's a pretty conventional thing to put a, um, an episode number at the beginning so that they all line up, you know chronologically. Anyway, you could type that URL into your laptop and listen to the episode if you wanted to, sitting there looking at your laptop on your laptop's little tiny speakers or maybe you plug your cans into it. Um but nobody does that. Uh because that's not really why the episode is there. Um the reason it's there is because of the XML file. Um and I'll talk about that, let me talk about that now. Um, in addition to the MP3 files of the episodes, each podcast has a sort of an index file that keeps track of where all of the podcast episodes are. This index file is a machine-readable file posted somewhere on the internet where you can reach it with an URL. It's called an RSS feed. Um, sometimes I refer to, it as a, refer to it as an XML file because it is in extensible markup language, or XML. So its url might be something like myawesomepodcast.com/rss-feed.xml. That's a very common uh name to give the um the RSS feed file. It looks like this. This is generally what it looks like. Let wiggle around so you can kind of see um I don't know whether I'm going to develop all of a sudden the um the expertise with uh with green screen work to be able to scan that in for you, but Anyway, um it looks very complicated. It's actually very simple. Much simpler than HTML. But the problem, of course, like HTML, is that it's very picky about details. If you <clears throat> forget to close a bracket or something like that. Like I could take this little bracket out here on this title thing and it would break the whole thing and it would not upload any podcasts and no one would be able to read your stuff. So anyway, yeah, that's ex- that's that's an RSS, that's what an RSS feed looks like. Whoops, I just blinked ahead. So, um, when a new episode drops, a new block of RSS code is added to the top of the file. I keep trying to scroll this text. It's a, it's an image of text. It doesn't scroll. A new block is added to the top of the file, um, under a tag, um, item is the tag name. Um, and it has information about the name of the new episode, some basic information about it, a uh, synopsis of it, where to go to fetch it. And your podcaster monitors, or your podcatcher rather, on your phone, monitors the RSS feed of every podcast you subscribe to. When something new is added to it, when it's updated, when it changes, the podcatcher goes to where it says to go and downloads the episode auto magically. Usually within a half an hour of the new episode dropping, It's on your device, ready for you to listen to. So that's all there is to it. Um, That's the, that's the mechanical process that's involved or the digital process that's involved in podcasting. You create content in the form of MP3 files, usually the video podcasts are a thing, as you know, um, we're not going to too, too much about video podcasts in this, in this class, largely because I have zero expertise in video work. Um, <clears throat> there's, you know, so you've got your, your content, you've got an RSS feed that mo- that that you update every time your content changes and your vast and adoring public on their podcatchers are monitoring your monitoring your RSS feed and are downloading your new episodes automatically every time a new one comes out so that they can listen to you really very simple really simple syndication as the saying that may not actually be what RSS stands for there's there's debates in in geeky circles about that okay so in our next video I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of podcasting podcasting has been a thing since 2004. I personally have been involved in it since 2010. So literally more than half, as long as it's existed, which feels kind of weird to me, but you know, in that time it's changed in some important ways that are important to understand so that you can kind of see certain things, why certain things are the way they are. Um, and it's kind of critical because if you understand why certain things are the way they are, like conventions of podcasting and how people, how people podcast, how people structure their shows and things like that. And you can figure out that those structures exist because of conditions that no longer exist in the podcasting world, then you can kind of be ahead of the game in changing and not adopting those processes because you understand why those, why those things are there. Uh, This is, it's, it's important to understand where the podcasting world came from. So you can be a step ahead of it and be there with the podcast just before the market wants that podcast. So we're going to talk about the history. It'll be a short history because the history of podcasting is short, but I'll see you there.